to Mitcham Hills this morning, our special Mother's Day celebration time. We hope you really enjoy it. I'm just um, beginning uh, the three messages this morning. Mine's actually the shortest one. Um, and then I'll hand it over to the other girls. You know, the other night when Emma and Rach and I were together preparing for today, we talked about our theme, which was the goodness of God. And that song that we just sang there is just such a powerful sort of word. You know, really, is God good? We looked at uh, this song and uh, that we've just sung. We also recalled Bible verses where we looked at verses of God's goodness and his mercy. You know, in the, one of the couple of the lines were, All my life you have been faithful with every breath that I am able. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. You know, we sit here today and I wonder... If you've asked that question, is God faithful? And you might actually be sitting here now asking that question right now. You may, might even be saying, I'm not sure I can actually sing that song, that God, the goodness of God. You know, as I believe, as that song said, it talks about your goodness is running after me. You know, God is always with us, even if we don't feel it. He's ready to love, ready to forgive us unconditionally. One of the other lines is, I love your voice. I thought about that. The voice of God. I've never been one of those people that has heard the audible voice of God, but I've certainly feel, felt that God has spoken to me. I feel as though I've never not believed in a God. As a four-year-old, I still remember actually giving my heart to Jesus. I've never not felt that he has not walked beside me, behind me and in front of me. That doesn't mean at times I haven't felt distant from him or questioned why things have happened the way they have. But in all of that, in every breath that I am able, I want to be able to sing, I will sing of the goodness of God. You know, today, Emma and then Rach are going to be sharing something of their story. And for Emma, the word trust in the goodness of God will come out, as does the word freedom for Rach when she looks at the goodness of God. You know, in Psalm 86.5, for you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive and abundant in loving kindness, in loving kindness to all who call upon him, upon you. Over to Emma. Rachel started this morning with a, an image from the Psalms about the goodness of God and really, and then Anne spoke about it to the children as well. So already now twice you've heard what I'd like to say this morning. Um, that really speaks about the goodness of God and the power of the goodness of God if we remember the goodness of God for our lives. So I think the logical place to start is what do we mean when we say God is good? And 
I asked Liam, my five-year-old, for some help with this one because he's never short of something to say. Um, but he wasn't really able to pin this down. He said, good means good. And then he thought a bit more and he said, it means not bad. I don't know if you believe in God or not or if you believe that God is good. As Christians, we believe God is perfectly good, completely good. We believe he does not love sin. He is not evil. He loves justice. He's a generous God. We see that in creation. He's generous in that he chooses to be with us. We can trust trust our God fully because he is creator, Lord of all, all present, all knowing, but also completely good. And so we spend our time in worship and singing and reminding ourselves who God is. This is important to us as Christians to remember who God is and the nature of God directly because that is who we place our faith and trust in. However, we often understand the goodness of God based on our good circumstances. My question today is, have you taken time lately or when did you last take some time to stop and reflect on who God is, on the nature of God? Have you stopped and thought, do I believe in God? And do I believe God is good? On a more personal level, do I trust in God's goodness for my life? Maybe that's hard for you. And I'm going to change track here and talk about a time in my life when I found it hard to trust in the goodness of God for my life. I was in an unsafe relationship and I was really committed to making it work and I was praying about it um, for the relationship to become safe and okay. I, I really wanted it to work out. I was married for less than a year. I took steps for things to improve, but instead the steps that I took led to the end of the relationship. I had trusted things would be restored and made good, but they weren't. I was angry with God. I felt that my prayers were unanswered and that um, things weren't going well. Sorry. Um, and so I made, I remember very clearly that at that time in my life, I really had a lot of searching to do and I stopped and I had to make a conscious decision um, to believe. I wasn't really prepared to let go of a God who was good, but I couldn't really understand how that was true. These circumstances had, had threatened my understanding of a God who was good. Anyway, many years into the future, it's now easy for me to see how that situation turned out for my good and for the good of others. We've all experienced the pain of losing something we once thought would be lasting, perhaps a job or your health or a relationship. Um, but I also want to stop and take a more global perspective and think, well, actually, I grew up in comparatively extremely privileged circumstances 
in Australia. In Yemen in 2021, the World Health Organization predicts that three million children will die of starvation without the food to live. Or in my job, more closer to home, I work with children with disabilities and with parents whose children have diagnosed with a genetic disease that's degenerative and they watch that disease advance and take their child's life over a number of years. Sometimes, because of how things are, we reject God's goodness. We're not alone. We read in the Bible lots of stories of people who have God's people who reject his goodness. The, the thing is, it doesn't change. God's goodness doesn't change. He's bigger than us. And Jesus has this advice for us in Matthew chapter 7, in the Gospel of Matthew. If your child asks for bread, do you trick him with sawdust? If he asks for fish, do you scare him with a live snake on his plate? As bad as you are, you wouldn't think of such a thing. You're at least decent to your own children. So don't you think the God who conceived you in love is even better? God wants the best for me. He is good to you and he wants the best for you. And another image, another psalm about God's goodness. In Psalm 31, 19. Oh, how abundant is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you and worked for those who take refuge in you. God has goodness stored up, hidden away, ready for you when you trust in him and hand your circumstances over to him. And so we all have moments, well, I don't know about you, but I still do anyway, moments where it's hard to trust in God's goodness. Something I read on the news, or maybe it's something, a personal situation that's happening in your life right now. Or maybe it's just in your day-to-day -day life, remembering to stop and reflect and trust in God's goodness for today. And so I really wanted to say to you today that regularly remembering and stopping and reflecting directly on who God is and the nature of God and his goodness in our lives, that means by remembering that, it means that we can rest in God's goodness in the tough times and it means that we can step out in faith and respond to God's prompting to us. We can trust God fully because he's the creator. He's Lord of all, all present, all knowing, but also completely, perfectly good. I'll finish with a prayer. God, you are good, generous in your love to us, generous in your mercy, that you hear our prayers, that you are here with us right now. We thank you for your goodness to us here in Australia. Lord, we ask for your mercy and goodness specifically for those who are facing difficult circumstances, for those who are struggling to trust in your goodness and also for each one of us that we be mindful of the truth of your goodness this day and each day this week. Thank you for your patience with us as we commit to remembering this each day. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, good morning, everyone. 
Um, so I'm not a morning person. Actually, I'm the sort of person that hits the snooze button multiple times. And I made a decision this year where I was like, you know what, I'm going to make mornings a little bit easier for myself. So I'm going to have a wake up song. Right. And this wake up song would ease me into the day. So every day for last term or the term that um, the start of the year, I'm a teacher, so I think in terms. Um, so every day I woke up with the song that we sung just before, The Goodness of God. And um, initially I picked that song because on my Spotify it was nine minutes, which is perfect <laughs> snoozing time. But anyone, any snoozers in the room? Um, but actually this song ended up meaning so much more to me. Um, I, you know, it, it really put me in the mindset for the day. It was a daily reflection. It was something I meditated on before I went into my work. So you can imagine how thrilled I was when um, I was asked to speak this morning with that song in mind. Um, uh, God's hand was in that for sure. But um, when thinking about the goodness of God, three key ideas emerged for me. Uh, the first was that the goodness of God is ever present. I made a decision last year to give my life to Jesus. I could probably tell you the exact time and day when that was, but the reality was that God was part of my life before that in every single aspect. Um, he knew everything about me. He knew when I would come to him and he knew what it would take for me to get there. I always remember my mum saying to me, um, God knows how many hairs are on your head. Um, he knew my every thought, he knew my every action and there was definitely some that I wish that he didn't and I still wish that he didn't. Um, the reality is I never was and never will be worthy of the love that he gives so freely, um, but he does exactly that and he loves unconditionally. The song we just sung said, all my days I've been held in your hands all my days, the good days, the days when we feel like absolute rubbish and it is hard to get up, the Mondays, the Mondays with parent-teach interviews until nine o'clock at night, um, the teachers in the room will know what I'm talking about. I'm trivialising, but the reality is that life can be hard. There's an absolute comfort, however, in knowing that God is with us. Psalm 23, 6 says, surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The song goes on to say, all of my life you have been faithful. I look back now, and even when I consciously turned away from him, rejected him, he was so incredibly faithful to me. Some of you might know that I'm a puppy auntie. So my brother recently got a puppy called Biscuit. She's a gorgeous little moodle. Um, she has a ridiculous number of Instagram followers, um, at Tina underscore Biscuit, if you want to check her out. Um, when she does something naughty, she rolls over on her back and puts her legs up in the air, which is cue for what we call tickle time, okay? And um, <laughs> she knows she's done the wrong thing, and yet instantly we shower her with love because she's so gorgeous and we just can't help it. I appreciate this is a random example, but when we do the wrong thing and when we turn away from God, he doesn't turn the other way. Actually, he does the exact opposite. He showers us in love and gives it in abundance. Jeremiah 29, 11 to 12 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I know the plans I have for you. He knows. 
He has a plan for each and every one of us. It might not always be in alignment with what we think it should be. It doesn't mean that there's times where we don't feel it is unjust and there's times when we feel deeply hurt. But God reassures us through his word. God is ever present. He knows our hearts and he is ready and waiting for us to accept the invitation of a relationship with him. My second point is that the goodness of God gives us freedom, freedom like we've never known before. 2020 has taught us a lot about what freedom is and what it's like to have freedom taken away. There's no doubt in Adelaide we've been relatively untouched by the pandemic and as Anne mentioned this morning, um, we know that there are people who are in dire circumstances across the world and we keep them in our prayers this morning. But in Adelaide, we've got a bit of an idea of what it is to be locked down. We've had some masks, QR codes, all things that appear to be restricting our freedoms but are actually serving the opposite function. They're striving to give us back our freedoms. As someone who grew up in the church and who had a lot of fond memories of doing so, I also felt that there were a lot of rules. Rules of what you should do, rules of what you shouldn't do. And the reality is I spent the last 20 years giving the latter a good shake of the sauce bottle. But the result was all of those things you want to avoid. Guilt, shame and regret. The words in the song say, your goodness is running after me. And trust me, I was running in the complete opposite direction. Metaphorically, of course, because running's hard. <laughs> but he sought me out and he caught up with me. And when he did, I experienced a freedom that I never knew was possible. Those feelings of guilt, of shame and regret completely evaporated. They were no longer valid and they were projections that I had put on myself and he saw me very differently. Romans 8, 1 to 2 says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life, can set you free from the law of sin and death. I put my hands up today and say that I'm a sinner, but the love that comes through Christ Jesus means that the guilt and the shame and the regret are completely gone. And with that affirmation comes absolute freedom. The goodness of God gives us freedom. Lastly, the goodness of God gives us the power to change. When we come to know Jesus, he instills in us a power and a desire and a will to change. The song says, my life laid with my life laid down, I surrender now and I give you everything. I'm so glad I hear those words every morning because some days it's hard to give God everything. I like to think I've got my life completely and utterly under control. As a coordinator at my school, I work with 140 13-year-old girls every day. It's times when it's tough, social media, mental health concerns, um, you know, they can be really troubling. And there's times when I myself have lent into coping mechanisms as a way to deal with the stress and those coping mechanisms have taken over my life. But surrendering, giving it to God takes that burden from your shoulders. I now see everything I do differently. I'm filled with a sense of purpose. And it is my daily prayer that those kids will see Christ in me. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, anyone who is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. 
No, I didn't have a personality transplant. I'm still going to say wildly inappropriate things. I apologise in advance if I do in your presence. I still like a nice gin and I still spend hours watching like trashy reality television. Um, I'm still me, but I, my prayer is that each and every day that Christ will be at my centre, at my core, and that I will have opportunities to share his goodness with those around me. The goodness of God has the power to change and instills in your heart a desire to want to do so. So wherever you might be in your walk with God, may you know completely that the goodness of God is ever-present. It gives you freedom that you didn't know was possible and it instills a power to change. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you that you are always with us. We are so grateful that you know each and everything about us, the good, the bad, the ugly, yet in your eyes we are beautiful and we are works of your hand. Lord, we may turn away from you, we may run the opposite way, but you don't give up on us. We thank you for your faithfulness and your unconditional love and we praise you for the freedom it brings to us, the freedom of knowing that no matter what challenges we might face, you're right here by our sides, willing us on. And Lord, we acknowledge that you indeed have the power to bring about change in us. We thank you that you are there, ready and waiting for us to accept you into our lives, preparing our hearts to do things beyond our comprehension. Lord, as we enter into this week, may you guide us in our walk with you. May we make space to sit with you and revel in the goodness that you so freely give us. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Thanks for joining us this morning. We hope you experience the goodness of God in your own life and have a great Mother's Day. We look forward to seeing you next week. Bye.